0: Hi everyone, this is Tumblr user John Lawrence here to talk to you today about the topic of John Lawrence and turtles. Uh, So I've been debating doing a sort of podcast series or video series on John Lawrence for a while now. And I had some free time this afternoon and figured I would do a little test run of the podcast version and see how that goes. And I also figured, you know, what better topic to start with than the topic of John Lawrence and Turtles. Uh, Because by far one of the questions I get asked most often is, uh, what's up with the whole John Lawrence and Turtles thing? And I also see this question pop up a lot in the John Lawrence tag So I just wanted to uh, provide some background information for those of you who don't really know uh, the origins or background uh, of this uh, kind of meme that's going around in the history fandom, which is really hilarious to me. I think it's really hilarious and interesting that this uh, John Lawrence and turtle thing has become so pervasive in the fandom. You know, you see it pop up in fakes and art and all these different things, and it's just become this accepted characteristic. Like, yeah, John Lawrence was their turtle, like the turtle lover of the group. Like, that's his thing. (laughs) And like I said, there's people who just who know about this characteristic, uh, but don't know, you know, why, you know, why does he like turtles? Like, why did this thing come up? (laughs) Did we make this up? Like, is it based in history? So that's what I'm going to do today. And I'm just going to, you know, go through the background of John Lawrence being an artist and John Lawrence uh, drawing the turtle sketches. And explain to you why this uh, John Lawrence or the Turtle lover thing has popped up uh, in the fandom. Uh, so to begin, uh, John Lawrence uh, was an artist uh, throughout his life and from a very young age, actually. Uh, his father wrote, I believe, that he picked up a pencil at the age of three and of his own accord began to draw. So clearly this was something that um, he did throughout his life. Um, we have uh, different quotes from people throughout his years, you know, from childhood to teenage to adulthood, uh, mentioning him, you know, drawing or receiving instruction in art. So clearly it's something he was very interested in and very talented at. And um, in addition to doing art, he was also very interested in the natural sciences. Uh, You know, he did actually want to become a doctor, he didn't really want to become a lawyer, he wanted to focus in on the sciences and medicine and things like that. Um, But this is also, uh, his interest in the natural sciences is seen in his artwork, uh, because uh, plants and animals were often uh, the subject of the art he created and so this is actually evidenced uh, by a collection of watercolors called the Ethelind Pope Brown collection uh, in the collection of South Carolina Natural History um it's a collection of 32 watercolors um f- which depict a different uh, flora and fauna of the southern colonies uh at the time of around the late 1760s to the early 1770s uh, now it's not uh Uh, completely certain who the artist uh, was who made these works, Um, but most people seem to speculate uh, now that John Lawrence was actually uh, the artist, so of course I am one of the believers that John Lawrence was the artist because I am biased, Uh, but I also do have some uh, documents and quotes that back up why I believe he was likely the one who made these works. Uh, So, uh, as I mentioned time period of these works ranges from about the 1760s to the 1770s so if we're working in kind of like the later 1760s and early 1770s that places John kind of in like the 14 to 18-ish range depending on what year you're talking about Um, uh, and he was uh, so that I think corresponds to the level of artistry that we see uh, in these works, um, because if you look through them, um, it's described that it seems to be the work of more of an amateur artist, uh, not necessarily an unskilled artist, uh, definitely a very talented artist, uh, but just an artist, probably you know, a younger artist who uh, hasn't been uh, do- doing art for very long, you know, as compared to an established artist who is professional and has been doing this for decades, um, and it's also mentioned uh, that the works seem to. Uh, vary in skill level and quality, and they seem to uh, get better as you go throughout the collection, which would reflect the fact, uh, you know, if we're placing the artist as a teenager, uh, which John Lawrence was during this time, you know, that would reflect the fact that they're, you know, getting better and getting instruction and gaining skill and making better quality work over these years. So I think that uh, definitely fits together that time period and John Lawrence's age at the time. Uh, And then we also get into the uh, geography surrounding uh, where these paintings uh, were made, or what types of, um, where the plants and animals uh, that were painted, where these plants and animals are native to. Um, So they are, the the variety of plants and animals seen in this collection uh, come from South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Uh, So obviously, I'm sure most of you know that John Lawrence was a South Carolina resident, so clearly he would have been exposed to South Carolina, flora and fauna throughout his lifetime. Uh, But I also have uh, proof that John Lawrence uh, traveled down to Georgia and Florida at different points in his life, uh, actually around the late 1760s, which again, fits in the time period. Uh, so between May, sorry, April and May of 1769, there are a few letters from Henry Lawrence, and he puts his location in a few different cities in Georgia. And also in these letters, he mentions that John is with him. Uh, so clearly that places uh, John in Georgia in 1769. And then in 17, uh, May 16, 1767, uh, we have a quote from Henry where he says, uh, John desires to accompany me once more to Augustine before he goes to England. Uh, so since John, uh, since Henry says that John wants to accompany him once more, we can clearly infer that John Lawrence had been to St. Augustine in Florida before and had been down in that location. And also uh, later in November of 1770, Henry Lawrence mentions this again. He says either Jack or I or both will go to Augustine before he goes to England. Uh, so, like I said, that places John in the correct spots in the correct time period. You know, it seems his age seems to fit the skill level. So I think uh, putting this all together, it seems very likely that uh, John Lawrence was the artist of this collection. And I know I did kind of go off a little bit of a tangent here. It seems like, um, but I just wanted to uh, explain this uh, to show you. Uh, if you want to go and look at these uh, collection of watercolors, you'll see uh, his the quality of his work, showing you know he was a very talented artist, and also see that uh, he was interested in drawing things besides turtles. Uh, he was interested He painted lots of different uh, trees and flowers and different plants, and actually uh, painted a lot of birds as well and so different fish. So clearly he kind of his interest was just kind of broadly in uh the natural sciences, as evidenced by this collection. And uh now moving forward to the thing I'm sure you're all here for, which is the uh interaction between John Lawrence and the soft turtle. Uh so in October of 1770, uh Dr. Alexander Garden, uh who is a naturalist in South Carolina, uh he received a female soft shell turtle uh from a friend and he was very interested in this turtle because uh, uh, these, uh, the species that he received, the Florida soft-shelled turtle, which is Apollon ferox, um, as the name implies, are more native to Florida and, uh, may not go as far north as uh, South Carolina. So they're, um, they weren't seen as often in the Charlestown, uh, area. So he was very interested in this turtle and he wanted to describe it because it was a species he had never seen before. So he planned to describe this turtle, send some sketches along. He was going to send them to a friend and, uh, this friend, uh, was Thomas Pennant and uh, Thomas Pennant would ultimately publish, uh, yeah, Dr. G- uh, Garden's Description of the Turtles and the accompanying sketches uh, in the Scientific Journal phys- Philosophical uh, Transactions of the Royal Society of London, which was basically the scientific journal of the time. So, you know, a fairly uh, big deal. So... Uh, f- uh, Dr. Garden first employed a man named Mr. Leslie to make a sketch of the turtle. Uh, and after he did that, he wanted uh, actually called on John Lawrence to make uh, a copy of the sketch, which he would send uh, with his letter to the Society for Publishing. Uh, and you know, it was by no accident that Dr. Alexander Garden uh, asked John Lawrence to make these sketches. He, you know, was friends with Henry Lawrence. He knew about John. He had seen John's work. He knew he was very talented, and so he you know, very intentionally asked him. He he knew he was interested in the natural sciences. He knew he was good at art, so he uh, asked John to come over and make sketches of the soft turtle. And then there's a quote from a book called Dr. Alexander Garden of Charlestown, and the book says that John was thrilled with a live turtle, and I think this quote is partially what kind of stirred up this whole John was a turtle lover thing. Uh, and, but unfortunately, the book also goes on to say that he spent many hours watching it, but neither he, Garden, nor the small Garden daughters were successful in finding any food to tempt the turtle. So it does end with a little bit of sadness. Um, also kind of a side note here, I'm sure all of you have seen, uh, most of you probably actually have seen the uh, sketches that John made of the turtles, which were published in the uh, journal article, uh, and you'll see that the first two uh, look very similar. You know, kind of looks like a, like a somewhat standardish turtle. One uh, you view it on its uh, on its backside, and one you view it um, where it's on its chest. Uh, so a couple different views there, and there's the third sketch where it looks a little different, (laughs) and its neck is extended very far out of its body, and this third figure was actually done after the turtle had died, Uh, so if you own one of the John Lawrence turtle shirts that I designed, um, one of the turtles, the third one on the bottom right side of the shirt, if you're doing it from the front, is actually, was drawn of a dead turtle, so I'm sorry if you didn't know that, but it is true. Uh, But they all, I will also say that these are all um, of... Discussions that John did are all of the same turtle because I've seen people say that John Lawrence drew like several turtles. When actually, we he could have, but we only have evidence that he drew one turtle, just a different, uh, just a few different sketches of the same turtle. Uh, so basically, uh, so John drew these sketches and uh, and this I kind of made this post before. It kind of got some popularity. People, some people knew about it. Um, but then one day I was on Twitter, and someone had made a tweet, and I'm paraphrasing here, that John Lawrence's art John Lawrence was very bad at art, and that John Lawrence's art was worse than Hitler's. And so my response was, one, why are we bringing Hitler into this? And two, you're wrong, because John Lawrence was actually very good at art. I I think, as I've just explained throughout the past ten minutes of this podcast or so, however long I've been talking, uh, you know, John was very talented, and he was known for his talent at art, and it wasn't just some kid scribbling away at a piece of paper just because he wanted to. He was specifically asked to make these sketches because it was known how good he was at art. And so when I saw this tweet, I realized that people probably didn't know what type of turtle John had been sketching. They just kind of, they had seen the pictures and knew that he drew turtles. But, you know, people, when you think turtle, you think, you know, a small uh like, green turtle with a nice hard shell and kind of the stereotypical turtle that everyone thinks of, or if you Google turtle on Google Images, you just kind of get that typical turtle that people picture, Uh, but as I mentioned before, he drew the Florida soft shell turtle, uh, which is is definitely a different-looking turtle. Um, It's kind of, it's brown in color, its shell uh, is not as hard, it's kind of like a softer leathery feel to it, Uh, and as you see in the third uh, sketch that John made, its neck extends very far out of its body. which is definitely not something you necessarily see in your typical, uh, you know, typical friend, fun little friendly green turtle. It also has this uh, weird looking, like it's described as like a snorkel-like nose, and it's just kind of this really odd-looking turtle that you typically notice. If you ask someone to draw a turtle, that's not the first thing that's going to come to your mind. Um, so uh, so it occurred to me, like I said, that it, that's people thought John was a bad artist because They were thinking he was drawing like this typical turtle when in fact he was drawing this really kind of different species and uh, then uh, what they were thinking of. So I made this post, which I titled "Explanation of John Lawrence Turtle Art," and um, this is kind of uh, what really exploded. I, because I was so mad at this tweet and so mad at people for thinking that John was such a bad artist, I made this kind of side by side breakdown. I'm like, here's John's sketches, and here are pictures of a softshell turtle. <laughs> Although I do realize now that some of the pictures I posted are are of a different species of uh, softshell turtle, so the same genus but a different uh, one of the. different Different species of the softshell turtle, uh, so I should probably go back and fix that. But the the uh, the point still stands that you know these turtles. Um, once you look at, if you Google soft Shell turtle, you'll see that John Lawrence actually drew very accurate drawings of these turtles, that they really capture the essence of what the soft shell turtle is. And so I, I just really wanted, that's why I'm on like, you know, John Lawrence Art Defense Squad, because I, I didn't want people getting the idea that he was a bad artist when they just didn't know what the subject of his drawing was supposed to be. So after I made that post, like I said, that's what's really, for some reason, I, I don't know why, but that post is really what kind of exploded and got reblogged throughout the fandom. And that's kind of what started the whole John Lawrence and Turtles thing. And then after that, I wanted to make a John Lawrence shirt, I asked for uh, suggestions, and some anonymous person came to me. I said, you know, you should do one with the turtle art, <laughs> and I, I am forever thankful to them because for some reason that I designed that shirt, and people also really love that shirt, which is also crazy to me. Like it's it astounds me how many people are familiar with this design and like this design. Uh, but yeah, that's basically the background of the John Lawrence and Turtle meme, if you will. Uh, I hope that was informative to you. Um, this podcast I did was pretty informal—just me rambling to my phone for 15 minutes or however long this is. Um, you know, no script or anything. So I apologize if it's no. Sometimes if I go off on tangents or if it's <laughs> it kind of gets a little. Uh, uh, disorganized at some points but uh, I promise I will get better let me know if you liked it let me know if there's other topics you want me to cover on potential future podcasts you know I'm not sure if this is going to become a thing or how often I'm going to do it I am interested in doing it but uh, say let me know what you think of it and I hope you enjoyed it